Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, I am going to say something controversial, so let's all sit down and prepare ourselves. But be it AEW or WWE, I'm very excited about the future of professional wrestling. That's right, I am standing here as a wrestling fan saying that I want everybody to do well. But given what's going on with WWE right now, and the episode of AEW Dynamite we just had... Just feel like it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Otherwise, my name is Simon Miller, also the person you hate and want to die. You tell me every single day and it hurts my feelings, damn it. Doesn't really, you can say whatever you want, who cares? And let us take the finger of power. We're gonna talk to it. And it's gonna tell me which bit you're getting up and which bit you're getting down. Cause that's a perfectly normal thing to do. Let's upload that. It happened. I remember when we switched Orange Cassidy's music a few weeks ago, I was like, mm, I don't like it as much as the other one. And now it's totally grown on me. I'm like, well, of course he would use this on the indie scene. It just creates good vibes. I was also in theme mood as well, so I really paid attention to Jay Lethal's music, and that is a banger too. As you probably figured out, our first match on Dynamite was Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy. Lethal was in full-on heel mode too because he ripped up somebody's sign as he was making his way down to the ring. And then you know what we did. Cassidy did his whole pocket shit. They fought to the outside. He did the weak kicks all the way up the rampway, which he probably shouldn't have done because out came Satnam Singh. Somebody was always going to help and wonderfully, it was the best friends. And they were doing that thing when Chuck was on the bottom and Trent was on the top and they had a big trench coat because, of course, they wanted to be the same size as Satnam. I love this. They were only on screens for about 40 seconds, but it made me happy. Singh was also going to smack them as well, but Sanjay Dutt stopped them. So I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Does that mean Sanjay Dutt actually thought the person that had come out the good guy tunnel was a real human being? Because Sanjay is absolutely one of them. I suppose it's allowed Jay to restore his HP as well because they got back in the ring and he just went to town on Cassidy's leg including use it against him at the steel steps where he just ran at the damn thing and smashed the two together. He also went straight into the figure four and when he was back on his feet, hit the lethal combination. But I think Orange was like, oh no, I'm in trouble. And he started to fight back, or at least he tried to. He was gonna go for the orange punch, but his knee was absolutely screwed. If you can't walk, you can't jump. 
so can't do that maneuver. He was able to counter a power bomb into the beach break for a great near fall, and then there was more figure fours. There was the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. When none of that worked, Jay Lethal was like, all right, <laughs> he heat the lethal injection. And he won. Now, I did not see that coming, although it was obvious that Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt were going to come to the ring. And just when they were going to beat up Orange Cassidy, Wardlow's music played. He ran out and he was like, Joe Luthor, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was like, oh, that's why Jay won. He needed some credibility. And now he's going after the TNT title. Then it's going to happen at Battle of the Belts. I bet you it's a terrific match. And as ever, Orange Cassidy just did his shtick. And it was absolutely brilliant. I said this a few years ago, and I shall stand by it, even though I'm a little late with my prediction. One day, I do hope that he is AEW World Champion, just to see the world burn up. And throughout all of this too, there was somebody at the front of the damn fans who was holding a sign up that said, Simon, give this an up. So, of course, you do get an up, my friend. This will never get old, and never forget I appreciate you. But then I had a big old video reminding you what Hook had done last week when he became the FTW champion, and we should always do this. You should make big things out of things that were big things when the undisputed elite were back on the show. For it was Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Carl O'Reilly, and the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole got the microphone and was all like, oh, baby, we're going to have a little bit of a chat because while he's not cleared, obviously we have the trios tournament coming up, so it's time to sort out what we're going to do. I mean, Mr. Cole is all about loyalty. That's why he came to AEW to begin with, because he is loyal to man Nick Jackson. Instantly, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't just say something like that on a wrestling show. And my eyebrow went, up and because Adam is injured and because Carl isn't injured and because the Young Bucks hadn't picked Bobby Fish to be their third guy in said trios tournament, as was all well, you're not allowed to enter and we got a bit of a problem. Almost instantly, Cole, Carl and Bob then attacked the Young Bucks. They turned on them and they went after Brandon Cutler and I was like, damn it, that is way too far. So all of a sudden, once again, everything in your body was like, oh my gosh, well, who has kind of been sat in the background for a while? Who needs to come out here and make the big save? I am, of course, talking about Hangman Adam Page. So he did come running to the ring with a steel pipe like he was Eddie Guerrero from the early 2000s. He did chase every body off and then there was this great moment where he looked at Matt Jackson and Matt Jackson looked at him and there was some hesitation there was like oh man can we really do this but he did help them up and then they stared at each other awkwardly because of course they're in love but they had a lot of problems and there has been loads of chat recently that these three were going to team up for the trios tournaments and this is wonderful it is a story that has been going on for ages and we're still dusting and planting those seeds we have so much more to go somebody was chopping onions here too up. And then John Moxley was losing his mind. Sounds about right. Because he doesn't care who wins between Chris Jericho and Wheeler Uta later. Because whoever is his opponent in his championship match next week, it's all the same to him. He's not going to respect them and he's going to make them bleed. Given his recent track record, he probably will. His plan now is also to make the BCC so violent that the Heart Dungeon feels like daycare. And I was like, John, I don't know what kind of daycare you've been taking your kids to, but no kind of daycare should be some old guy stretching some children. I mean, that is definitely illegal. So whoever wins better be ready for next week. It's just a good promo. John Moxie knows what he's doing. He believes. You will not believe <laughs> what happened next, though. Because Jungle Boy 
tried to kill Christian Cage. Because yep. Christian was talking backstage to Tony Schiavone when all of a sudden you heard a car go, and it flew into the building. And if Christian and Tony hadn't gotten away, they would definitely have been murdered. Then flipping Jungle Boy got out of the car going, I can't believe you said all these things about me. When surprise, surprise, security grabbed him and was like, yeah, you got to go. Whole time Christian was going like, shouldn't he be arrested? He absolutely should. My favourite part of this, though, is that in story, Mr. Boy must have sat down and gone, yeah, I know how I deal with this. Vehicular homicide. I mean, that is not normal behaviour. And then we got another surprise. Because huh. it was Thunderstorm or Tony and Rosie taking on Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker or Jaker. That one doesn't really work and DC will probably sue us. But the point is this. I was so confident that Thunderstorm were going to win. don't even know why. I was just going with my gut. And I was completely wrong. It was actually quite cool because Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa were the first two who squared each other off and we know their history. And almost instantly, the dentist was going for the lockjaw. Thunder was like, it's way too early. I'm going to smash you in the face. She also hit Baker with a back suplex, so Jamie Hayter tagged in. And I tell you, everyone in this match was really good. But I think Jamie was like, I need to make some kind of statement. And she just kicked everybody's ass. I mean, she was just hitting these lariats that looked like death until Rosa was able to get a stunner. And then she tagged in Tony, which would absolutely be a t-shirt. She was running wild as well. The thing is, once again, Jamie is such a beast. She was able to muscle her way out of the double suplex when she tagged back in Brit. Which is when Rebel jumped on the apron because she is an asshole. But it did allow Baker to hit an air raid crash. And then Ata was back once again just going bra, Which led to Brit Baker hitting the curb stomp for a pretty good near fall. Rosa and Brit then started punching each other when ha, the tag klaxon went off. Because there was so many moves here, including Thunderstorm just absolutely spamming the German suplex button. They also started doing these hip attacks, but when they went for the last one, Baker was able to get out of the way, meaning Tony accidentally hit Thunder, and it was like, oh no, shenanigans. There was so much shock, Hater noticed this. She ran in, she hit one of her big lines, and she got the pin. I was like, that's a big win, oodalally. So this is building somewhere, but I'm not entirely sure in what direction. Unless we're going to get Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa round three at All Out. I think I'd be perfectly cool with it, especially because it means we get Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter, which will also rock up. Speaking of feuds too, we are definitely getting Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston. Because we have this video of Sammy and Ty Conte in France or whatever going, oh, we're so in love, we can't wait to get married. When Eddie interrupted him, he was like, nah, nah, none of this nonsense. Come back to the show so I can beat your ass. Kingston also did this great bit where he pretended to watch television from a funny angle. So I was having the time of my life. And this does also mean that the Chris Jericho stuff is done. So I'm just a tad disappointed. Like, I enjoyed all of it, but I really wanted Eddie Kingston to get his big win. I hope he gets it in the future. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. We then had a quick recap video to remind you that Powerhouse Hobbs is a super dick now. And then my word, he came out for a match with Ren Drones. He has this awesome new theme music, which is the theme of today's ups and downs. And he absolutely ruined this poor guy. I mean, we were done in about 30 seconds. He got better too because then Ricky Starks ran out afterwards going revenge, but it didn't work. He got spine busted and I tell you, I looked at Will Hobbs and I was like, man, that dude, he could go all the way and it kind of feels like we've just started. And that's also true for Ricky. And can you imagine when we get to this match, I presume at All Out, if they get everything right, it's going to be pure fire up. We then got another Miro video as he was all like, oh my gosh, Malachi Black, do I love you or do I hate you? And I do enjoy where we're going with this. Or I think eventually we should just pull the trigger and pick a side. And the side we should pick is a feud between these two because it will be great. And other than that, there was just a lot of death threats here, which does happen in wrestling a lot. This was also bookended with a Darby Allen video, who, much like Brody King, has now got a tattoo on his hand about the war they're having. He was also like, you're the only reason I'm in AEW. Switch that around. He didn't say that. He said, King, I am the only reason you're in this company, which means next week, whenever we're doing it, i got to bury you in a coffin. I was like, there it is. One of those wrestling only sentences. It's also important to note that after the Hobbs Stark stuff, we did cut to Taz on commentary. He was like, look, I am finally sick of these kids and I'm turning the car around and Team Taz is no more. Now, I thought he delivered this very well and it was actually quite emotional, but it did make me feel a bit sad in my tum tum. Like, I suppose the blow off was last week, but I just would have liked more. And that's a testament to the whole damn group to begin with. We then travelled back in time. That is right, because it was Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. Somebody in the crowd had a sign that said, I played this match on No Mercy. (laughs) And I laughed. I was like, I got that reference. That means I'm old. Seriously, imagine you told anybody this in 2001 after that WrestleMania 17 ladder match. Do not forget at that time, WCW would just close down and then some Fruit Loop walks in and go, oh yeah, these two guys in 20 or so years are going to be wrestling for a brand new company that is somewhat competitive with WWE. You'd be like, you have to leave. We don't want your lies in this space. Otherwise, Matt was super mad to begin with because of course he is kind of friends with Jungle Boy. So he was taking Christian and just chucking him into Simba the Steel Steps. And otherwise, they just had a super solid match. I mean, they could do this a hundred times and 72 times on Sunday and it would never be bad, but we were going to have to get some spot in here. So Matt Hardy set a table up on the outside. He stood on the apron. He went for an elbow drop. Christian missed and Hardy went crashing through it. And I'm like, that dude has a bad back. He crazy. That was obviously the end. So when they got back in the ring, Christian hit the kill switch to get the one, two, three. And we had some fallout here. 
because Luchasaurus's music started to play. Cage freaked out. It was a distraction. Jungle Boy then flew in, and I was like, why isn't that man arrested? And he chased Christian off. But this is just... I don't want to say podding, that sounds negative, but it's just ticking along nicely. We then made sure that Daniel Garcia cut a promo where he was like, "Uh, do you remember I beat Brian Danielson last week? And it's important to do things like that because when you have a big achievement, you should walk around going, "Uh, excuse me, I had a big achievement. When we also had some highlights from Pac versus Connor Mills for the All-Atlantic Championship that happened over here in the UK recently. Now, this was really cool. I know Connor Mills. He's a super good guy, and he is a great professional wrestler. You love to see it. Somebody must have heard me ranting and raving on Rampage 2, because then Ethan Page came out, and he gave me everything I wanted. Because after Ethan had wrecked some fool on Friday, I was like, oh, man, yeah, cut a promo, and, like, let's start a new story. But he didn't. What we were doing is we were waiting for Wednesday so he could do it on a bigger stage. And he kept asking, and he kept asking all the same questions that we've been asking. Why am I being used more? Why am I never on TV? Where's all my merchandise? I am getting super duper mad about this. Now, he can just cut a promo for days, that man. But as he was doing it, out came Stokely Hathaway. Now, at first, Ethan Page kind of ignored him. But then he whispered something in his ear and they worked off together. And also, if you go onto Stokely Hathaway's Twitter, we now have a picture of Lee Moriarty and we have a picture of Ethan Page. And it kind of looked like there's a position for two more recruits. So he may be building a stable. I like to think as well what he said to Ethan Page was, I can get you a load of free Transformers. Because everybody loves Optimus Prime. I do admit it's a bit weird that Dan Lambert has absolutely vanished. But look, I don't care about that stuff. I just want Ethan Page to get his, because I think he's great. But they just got the best promo from 2.0 and Anna Jay after this, because Matt Menard was doing his usual stuff, and so was Angelo Parker as he combed his hair. And Anna Jay basically went, ah, I'm a bad guy now. Saw an employee and put him in the Queen Slayer. And that was so funny in the best way possible, because when she was doing it, she was just going, ah. <laughs> and she came across like a crazy person. So these three already have a great vibe. I'm excited. As I was for a dumpster match. I mean, a dumpster match. It's 1998 again. It was also the Acclaim versus the Gun Club. And because this is a blood feud, the Acclaim jumped the Gun Club as they were making their entrance. And this is when Max Caster did his opening rap. And yep, he made a Vince McMahon retirement reference. Anthony Bones was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said it. I really was quite good. This then got nutty because eventually Colton and Austin did get back into this. And they took Bowens' head, they put it in the dumpster, and they took the lid and they just smacked it over his skull again and again. They then threw Matt Caster into the ring post and put him in the dumpster too. And just when it looked like they were about to win, the acclaim popped out. They had cookie sheets and they started smacking everyone. Bowens then got sent off the top of the damn thing through some trash cans. And we were doing a bunch of moves on the rampway, including the Colt 45. This is probably the most aggressive I've ever seen the guns, which makes sense. Once again, they hate each other. Austin then started to climb on top of the entrance tunnel, which was doubly terrifying because Bowens was laying on a table down below. But thankfully, he did get up. Everybody got into a big brawl. When it turned out, Max Caster had gone up on top of that damn entranceway and he pushed Austin off right into the dumpster. Now look, I know there was padding in there, but that is a terrifying fall. As Max was up there too and he saw Colton on the table, he was like, well, why don't I do the mic drop from up here? Which was super scary. And of course, that led to both of the guns being thrown into the dumpster. And then, yes, the acclaimed pushed it off the rampway. 
it really was like Monday Night Raw. What I really like though is that this feud has been nonsense. I mean amazing nonsense, but it has been nonsense. They were scissoring the whole time. And it ended with this super violent match. I also really do think we have something with the acclaimed and they should get a mega push, which is the same for the guns. Everybody has come out the other side of this smelling of roses and waving their, hey man, I'm a pretty good wrestler flag. Getting it up. Which did indeed bring us to our main event, and I'm not going to lie, I was 99.5% convinced that Chris Jericho was going to win. But because Garcia had been victorious last week, was I sure? No, I wasn't. Bravo. Everybody was out here too because we had 2.0 and Claudio Castagnoli all looking at each other. Honestly, Angelo Parker must have grabbed Wheeler Yuta's foot in the first three seconds. The ref went, well, you're a buffoon, aren't you? I saw it. You've got to leave. Jericho took advantage and started to destroy Wheeler's neck. But do you know how he got back into it? With an atomic drop. And I was like, hell yeah, we need more of this. We need more atomic drops. We need more double axe handles. And we need more iron claws. I love a good old-fashioned iron claw. They soon just slapped the ship out of each other because that will always work when wheels started to bust out these German suplexes, the last of which had a bridge for a good near fall. And then from nowhere, Jericho was somehow back on his feet and he locked in the walls. You were to get to the ropes and then he was just smashing out all these dives and this fabulous crossbody. <laughs> this guy can go. He also counted a lion salt, went up top, but then got code breaker out of mid-air, which is always going to get me going. And seriously, the speed of this. Because you just started using the regal stretch but Jericho had left Floyd the baseball bat in the corner so he went to get that but the ref stopped it but this did cause a kind of a break when they got back up to their feet all of a sudden Wheeler hit you to hit this really cool version the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment Jericho kicked out and then he applied the lion tamer I was like my word that happened quickly there was also a wink wink nudge nudge to everything that John Moxley had said last week because he wants the lion heart and I understand why Jericho had to stop doing this because you can't do it on a bigger guy but it looks so damn good to the point when wheels did tap out I was like yeah who wouldn't good match of course he wouldn't let it go so Mox came afterwards to make the save when Jericho got on the microphone and said oh you're gonna get everything you want next week I am going to go back to the past or back to the future and you're getting old school Chris Jericho I don't care who you are if you can promote a main event for the AEW world title of Jericho versus Moxley you're probably going to do all the right I get it up which brought us to the end of an AEW Dynamite and as ever it's a bunch of ups and there's no downs I didn't think every single thing on this episode was like the best thing I'd ever seen in my life but you can't pick holes in it they're telling stories and they're telling them in a way that it makes sense to me this is why I'm excited about wrestling so far Raw absolutely smashed it Dynamite smashed it and if Smackdown smashes it too I'll be a happy panda up Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.